Welcome. You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and head of mindfulness for Shoreline Meditation App. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. If these meditations support you and your practice, please consider donating to the show to support its continued growth, new offerings, and its ever-expanding team. You can find the link in today's show notes or simply visit MerylArnett.com and click on podcast. All right, y'all, let's practice. Well, hello, hello. Happy Monday. Happy physics class. Did y'all bring your notebooks? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) But actually not. We really are talking about physics, just my version of physics. So we are doing just a two-part series because I I don't know that I'm quite smart enough to pull off three three full talks on physics yet. Stay tuned. Next year might be different, but right now we're going to do two. So this is the second installment in our spiritual physics meditation series. And this is really looking at meditation as a meeting point, as a nexus of the realm of space, the realm of time, and the realm of body-soul. These three, I'm, I'm still struggling with what to call them, like three layers of existence or realms of reality or elements maybe, but these three things that come together when we sit in meditation. And last week, we looked really at the realm of space. We talked about space in terms of our own bodies, of the rooms that we're in, the homes, the cities, neighborhoods, countries, We talked about the pulsation of the earth itself and resonating with that same pulsation as a way of embodying space, right? Like how do we fully step into this is where I am in this moment, which I think is an interesting question to ask yourself, like how often am I actually fully embodying the space that I'm in? Because for so many of us, we're so used to living from the neck up that we don't really know where our body is in space. And if we're aware of where it is in space, we might not be aware of how it's feeling in space. And so this is one element of our meditative exploration is, where's my body and how does it feel? What is it connected to or resonating with? And today, I want to add this element of time, this layer of time. And I want to start by saying that we're dipping like the teeniest, tiniest baby toe in the realm of time. And I'm working on a full series that is just about time itself. So that'll be towards the end of the summer that we're actually going to do like a full deep dive into time. But we'll start tonight in at least a small way to begin thinking about it. I mean, my guess is you already are thinking about it because I don't know a soul on the planet that hasn't uttered the words, I don't have time 
I mean, it's the number one repeated phrase as a meditation teacher I hear. Like literally every person I meet that says, what do you do? And I say, I teach meditation. And they say, I wish I had time to do that. <laughs> it's like, I can verbatim, this is the, the conversation I have every time I meet somebody new. I get it. You know, so often we are operating from a place of deficit when it comes to time. Somewhere, some way, we were handed a line that we all believe deeply that we don't have enough time and that we are not in control of our time. We must hurry and move as quickly as humanly possible or we won't get it all done. And the secret truth is that actually time is ours to play with. And even maybe a little bit more scary of a sentence to utter out loud, I'm going to go so far as to say, actually, you are totally in control of your time. What I want for us is to be in control of our time in a conscious way. Because here's the truth. The truth is, I love you. You have time to meditate in your day. That's an actual truth. You may choose not to meditate in your day. And I am not here to lay shame on anybody for making that choice. But should you make that choice, I want you to do it in full consciousness. I am choosing not to meditate today. So I'll give you a real-world example that happened today. Last night, 2 a.m., 101.3 fever for my little girl. So I gave her some Tylenol. And I climbed into bed with her and on and off for the next couple hours, we tried to sleep, but didn't really. And as most of you know, you know, my normal routine at this day and time is I get up about an hour before my family gets up so that I have time to drink a cup of coffee, do my practice in a leisurely way and be ready when the day begins. That's my normal routine. And I obviously, I mean, I didn't set an alarm. I was like in my daughter's bed, right? So I got up when she got up and we were both very bleary eyed and stumbled down the stairs and laid on the couch, right? And I'm very clear that there were multiple points in my day that I could have said, I'm going to go take 10, 20 minutes and go meditate. My partner works from home. He had a lunch break. I could have done it then. My daughter fell asleep twice during the day. I could have gotten up and done it then. I could do it tonight. But in those moments earlier in the day, I was really tired. And I was like in my pajamas still on the couch. And when my daughter fell asleep, I really just wanted to lay there. I didn't want to get up and like have to hurry and do anything, hurry back, worry that she might wake up. I just didn't want to do it. And I consciously chose not to meditate. But what I want in those moments is to know that this was my choice so that I'm not walking around vibrating in that place of, I didn't have enough time to meditate today, or, oh, my daughter's sick, now I'm never going to get my meditation practice in. 
it would be so easy to do that, right? Every time the fever happens, I don't meditate, which does not need to be true. Is it harder? Absolutely. Might it not be the most lovely meditation practice? Absolutely. But could I? Absolutely. And so the shift that I'm inviting in in this first discussion of how do we fully step into time is let me be awake to my choices. And I will honor that not all choices contain a good option, right? What if you've got a sick kid and aging parents and something broke in your house, I don't know, a pipe burst, right? Or maybe you have a special needs child, or maybe you're volunteering for the election right now. And so you're like, I got to write 500 postcards before tomorrow and get them in the mail or whatever, right? And maybe you really wish one of the choices on your plate right now was, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm not going to worry about my parents. I'm not going to stop and take care of the kids in a second. I just want to sit and meditate. And maybe in the moment, that's not a choice you feel you can make. And so you have to choose from two options, neither of which contain something lovely like meditation. And that's okay too. Even then, let's see if we can embody the place of, I am making this choice. I am fully awake when I step into time. Now, We're going to go just one step deeper. So first, I'm going to be conscious with my choices and the place I'm meeting time. Is it from a place of deficit or is it from a place of consciousness? So you might remember months ago, maybe even last year at this point, one of our series, we spent a good bit of time talking about the middle way remember this? The middle way. So the middle way is an invitation to exist in the present moment where we acknowledge that all opposites exist in the moment itself. And that teaching in particular is guiding us towards this place of not getting so pulled into like, this is a horrible moment or this is an amazing moment. It's just, this is the moment because all opposites exist, right? It's like asking us to except multiple realities in the same moment. There are also many, many schools of thought out there that say there are multiple realms of time. Multiple realms of time. So we know for sure linear time, right? Linear time says there are 24 hours in a day. A calendar looks like this. This is how many things you can write on a to-do list in one calendar day. I think, you know, linear time is like work time. But there are also many teachings where there is another realm of time that is cyclical or a spiral or moves in some way other than a straight line. And that time I think of as self-reflective time. This is time that allows for a gaze inwards, a noticing of like, every time 
the season shifts from winter to spring, I feel X. So interesting. Or like recently I've heard, I love February. I'm an Aquarian, right? My birthday's in February. I have no problem with the month of February. But I've had so many people recently tell me like, man, I hate February. Nothing good happens in February. It's cold. It's dark. Every time February comes around, I feel this. That's cyclical, right? And this type of time, I think of as the type of time that is spacious, expansive. It doesn't necessarily contain a specific number of ticks to equal a minute, a second, an hour. It's the space that allows for stillness, for prayer, for meditation, for study, for pleasure. And that time exists right with work time. It's not one or the other. It's not like you can only exist in reflective time or you only exist in work time. You exist in both. And so my invitation is, let's pay attention when we say, I don't have time. For whatever reason, like what are, it doesn't even have to be on meditation, but if you catch yourself saying or thinking, I don't have time, that's our little wake-up call to say, whoa, okay, what's happening? Where am I in space? And what am I consciously choosing here? And see if we can bring a bit of balance into that relationship between linear time and cyclical time. Like, can I acknowledge that I don't exist only on a straight line? But also I kind of do curly cues and loops around that straight line. So we're going to practice tonight. One of the ways that I really pay attention to time and practice is, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's done this, I say now is my time to meditate. And then I'm like, when is that bell going to ring? How long is 20 minutes? It's probably been 40 minutes I've been sitting here so long. This bell is never going to ring, right? When I feel that, like that antsy, like, God, I just got to be done. I have time. I already said I was going to meditate for 20 minutes. So I'm just going to stay. And I'm going to play with that relationship to time. Yeah? All right. So let's try this together. Hmm? If you have been seated still that whole time, please take a minute to shift around, to make yourself comfortable, to add any support that you need. And as you feel steady and comfortable, perhaps you will invite in an element of stillness. Letting go of any need to fidget. And instead, you'll let your hands rest onto your lap. Perhaps you'll choose to close your eyes or to take a soft gaze down towards the ground. And together here, let's take a nice deep breath in through the nose. Exhale a sigh out of the mouth. We'll just do that again, inhaling deeply. Exhale, let go of a sigh. 
and allowing your breath to flow. And silently saying to yourself, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And as you say those words, what if you imagined yourself just for this time stepping outside of linear time? And letting yourself exist in that larger cycle of time. And in that larger self-reflective time, we feel ourselves breathe. And perhaps you consciously let go of the to-do list. the plans or the expectations. And instead, you let yourself sit down a little bit more. Softening the edges of your body. Maybe you can let your shoulder blades drop back and down. The top of the head reach up and back. And maybe you notice all of the ways you can soften through your face. Maybe creating some space in between your eyebrows. Letting the eyes rest a little heavier in their sockets. Softening the jaw. The lips. and the tongue. And perhaps you notice how it feels as breath moves through your chest. Maybe imagining yourself letting go of the muscles through the chest, across the heart. And in that same way, you let go of the muscles in the belly. So that your belly isn't constricted by space or time. And you give yourself the opportunity to breathe freely here. How nice it feels to breathe in and feel your entire torso expand. And to breathe out and to feel yourself settling deeper at center. And just for a moment feeling that. 
When you breathe in, your torso expands front to back, side to side, top to bottom. And when you breathe out, all of that movement pulls right back to center. You don't need to force anything or exaggerate your breath. This is just you breathing. Inhales expand. Exhale center. In a moment, we'll settle into 10 minutes of silence. And as we do that, you'll just continue to feel yourself breathe in and breathe out. And each time a little twinge of worry, doubt, or judgment around your experience of time. Each time that arises, see if you can just let go. Briefly releasing your grip on linear time. And trusting in this larger cycle that you do indeed have time for this practice. Let's sit and breathe and savor time.
Feeling your breath here. And perhaps noticing your experience of time. Breathing and maybe noticing your experience of space. Where's your body? How does it feel? What is it resonating with? And over these last few breaths, just take a moment to feel this meeting point. Of space, of time, of soul. Letting your experience be exactly as it is. You don't have to change a thing. But you'll let your breath grow deeper. You might wiggle your fingers and your toes. As you feel into the edges of those body, let's take one last deep inhale in. Exhale out a sigh. When you're ready, you'll blink your eyes open. You'll let go of your practice. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, please consider leaving me a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps others to find the show. To learn more about my live classes, virtual meditation retreats, my meditation app, Shoreline, or to make a donation to the show, please visit MerylArnett.com. Thanks again. I'll see you next week.